This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, oh, what, a what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. It's won by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! Oh, listening to the Wednesday till I die podcast that's it the season's over and we've had nearly a week for us to get over the fact that we're playing our football in the third tier for a second successive season I'm James Mappin you're listening to the Wednesday till I die podcast and this is our season review for 21-22 we'll be looking at the highs the lows as well as what went wrong in a season where we finished fourth uh, but fell at the first hurdle in the playoffs Uh, with me to do just that is Mr Liam Russell how are you Liam you all right mate yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Yeah, I feel well, like my, my ears are a bit sunburnt today, though. I've been uh, been out in the garden. All right, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. What, just... Uh, getting my trolls in, cutting the grass and what have you, so... Get it, getting it summer ready, yeah? Yeah, I probably won't spend any time in it, though. I'm just about to say, to be fair, you don't spend any time at home. You're always either on holiday or at the uh, at the pub. Although I'm probably painting you a bad, a bad picture there. Um, yeah, I mean... First of all, before we you know before we get into it, Giles, I know he's not here, but uh, obviously massive congratulations to to, uh, to Grimsby getting in the playoffs. Um, their playoffs is a bit weird, though, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't even realise that because when you look on well apps and that top two as if looks as if they go up, but I didn't realise only one went up. Yeah, uh, one goes up, and then I think second and third get a bye into the semis, and then uh, so that's what four, next- five, six, and seven playing like a preliminary playoff game and there's only one leg as well so uh so yeah but anyway and the, in- and the higher finish team plays at home yeah yeah so basically Grimsby because they finished sixth they don't play any of them at home so it's gonna be like um yeah I think, they, I think they've got Notts County is it in a couple yeah, of Notts, weeks time yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they might play Wrexham. Wrexham if they win that um Moneybags FC yeah which would be a tough game and what have you so so yeah I mean uh, good luck to uh Grimsby I know we picked up a few uh 
Grimsby fans um, that listen to the podcast after we had, well, obviously having Giles on and when we had, um, who is it, Alex Hunt, when we had yeah. him on uh, a few, uh, well, it seems absolutely ages ago. <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, a, few, <laughs> a few months, I think it was, yeah, near the start of the season. I think he scored absolute worldy that day and, uh, yeah, obviously he never did anything else after that. Um, yeah, it's been a decent week for me. I was at the... Uh, PFA Fans Play of the Year Awards event. Obviously, not the actual awards itself, but like kind of a you know a pre-event. You know, talking about all the nominees and what have you. Obviously, I was there talking about the one, the only, you know, Barry Bannon uh, that's been put up for that award, which was which was good. Um, Ross Stewart for Sunderland, Will Keane for Wigan, Scott Twine for MK Dons, Alfamir for Cheltenham, and then Wes Burns for Ipswich. So uh, I mean, yeah, it was a top event um in manchester the box um bar i don't know if you've no i've not been... to be fair i'm not uh i've not really been out in manchester so yeah never right I'm to be honest but it was with it it was all right to be fair um you know just talking about football with the other league one you know content creators if you want to call them that fan media or whatever you want to call it um free bar free snap I say it looked like a good deal <laughs> yeah i mean i've posted some of the pictures on on twitter so some of you've probably already already seen that but for me it was just an honor just to be there and you know, to be invited to to an event such as that you know it um yeah didn't, you know didn't give me much uh, much time to plan for it though uh, wednesday they told me <laughs> can, you, can you make it on friday so i was obviously there in a in a shot, um, you know, obviously, recent weeks, what Radio Sheffield talks about and what have you. So yeah, it's just it's just good to be to be recognised from what we were doing and everything. So uh, yeah, in in regards to the the awards, obviously, watch this space. Uh, there's some more information on how you can vote on those awards later on this week. You know, they'll be sending us some some stuff. Um, you know that I can that we can put out there and what have you. So yeah, do uh, do watch out for that. Just one thing, by the way. So um, I was on my way there. Well, I was on the way there, I was getting ready and what have you. And Mrs. like, oh, just wear your brown shoes. I'm like, well, I weren't good at it, but all right, then I'll uh, I'll do that. So it was like, it weren't it weren't smart dress. It was just like casual. Well, not well, not tracky bottoms casual, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. You should not just wear your brown shoes. So I'm like, all right, go on then. Anyway, I've not worn these brown shoes much, to be perfectly honest. And if I have, I've not like you know, it's get out of the car, walk to the restaurant, sit down, and then go back walk back to the car again. But you know, we're walking from the train station to the bar and then walk back. Fuck me, my feet were absolutely blisters. My God, I was walking, I was walking like I fucking shit myself. And then I sat on that train, and I was like, it was like relief. And then I got up to walk, you know, to get a taxi, and I got out. Even worse, I couldn't even walk, mate. Honestly, I've not like so. Yeah, cheers, cheers, wife. Like, that was some great advice to wear them, wear them brown shoes. Get them, get them in bin. I was just saying, I've got my mate's wedding, don't I? So I said to you, I'm buying some new shoes. I says I'll have to wear them right out for a bit. <laughs> get them worn in. You know what? Do you ever used to do that with football boots? Get a bit of uh, Vaseline on them, like, <laughs> yeah. just to make them a bit softer. Get leather. Yeah, um, <sighs> yeah. We're wearing them around house and what have you. But, but yeah, um, just another couple of things before we get going. Uh, obviously, we're at the. Um, the charity match as well on Saturday, which were decent. Weather, absolutely class. Yeah, yeah, great day for it, weren't it? I says I, I wouldn't have minded going to be fair because I went to that charity one um, up at Addensworth. Oh yeah, yeah. The other week, um, which was decent, um, and then yeah, I was well, I was I was playing I was playing cricket. Then it got called off because they couldn't raise a side. And then because I got a few runs last week, I thought, oh, I'll offer myself out on loan. Go on then, how many did you get this week? Second baller. <laughs> 
Uh, fall from grace, right? It's, uh, I thought, well, I wish I'd have gone to that charity game instead. Well, to be honest, on that form, you could probably walk into England side at, at, this, at this rate. Uh, but yeah, it was, no, it was a decent turnout, to be fair. Sat on South Stand. Just I have that. seen his goal as well. What Padil, it were a rate strike. No, but obviously sat on South, so I saw how the other half live, you know, uh, not like on the north or on the... On Did they the... have a nice uh, buffet on, prawn sandwiches <laughs> and... Uh... Comfy seats and everything. <laughs> not quite, but uh, but no, it was uh, it was a great event, obviously for, I think, Western Park Charity and also a, a, a charity for Czech Republic as well, but there were some quality players there. I mean, I'll tell you what, Benito Carbone... He still, still, still got it. He's st- he still got it, mate. I we mean, signing up. He could do a job to be fair. Free, I reckon. <laughs> no, honestly, like it went. I mean, it was a lot slower pace. Do you know what I mean? Well, they were, yeah. were walking around at times, but just his touches and his and the skill that he had. Like they were one. He were offside, but he just flicked it over the goalkeeper's head, and, and that. What was the final score then? Uh, well, actually, believe it or not, I actually left before the end. <laughs> <laughs> I know I might get some pellets for that. Traffic. <laughs> for the traffic, for all 30,000 fans that were there. Now, I, I took me um, took me two kids. One's 18 months, one's you know uh, nearly five. So, yeah, I could see Mrs. said to me, why don't you take them to a match, like, you know, a, a, a league match? Not a chance. Not a chance. Like, not by myself, anyway, because that would be... <laughs> it were a rate nightmare. Like, literally, dad, 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 like, sit on my knee. Dad, this. I want something to eat. Mate, I took so many snacks. All they did was eat for, like, the first... <laughs> I, I nearly ran out of snacks to give them, like, a bit. But, yeah, I left for the end. I think it was 4-3 to Czech Republic in the end. But it were a decent game and what have you. And, obviously, for a, for a decent course. So, uh, so yeah, kind of... Kind of rolls straight into another thing I'm going to talk about as well. Um, obviously, we're going to be doing, Matt, you might have seen, obviously like I mentioned it on the uh, debate show in midweek as well. Obviously, we're going to be doing our um, thing for charity. So we're going to be doing a 12-hour charity stream, which will be live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube um, on, the seventh, um, on the Saturday, the 11th of June, obviously raising money for Jude Jameson, who was the son of former Owls goalkeeper, Aaron Jameson obviously got cancer. Um, he's only, what, is he five years old, is it? Yeah, um, four or five, I think, yeah. Yeah, which is absolutely devastating. So, obviously raising money for his treatment and what have you. So, you know, we're going to get in, uh, get involved. I said we're doing that 12-hour stream. It's going to be tough, me, you and Giles. Um, I mean, we rabbit rabbit on long enough on these uh, on these <laughs> episodes, so it shouldn't be that hard, should I'm it? I'm sure we'll find something to talk about, mate. <laughs> yeah, we've got loads of guests lined up, loads of different things that we're going to be doing as well from nine in the morning till uh, until nine at night. Um, so if you can join us, that would be fantastic. We're also doing a, a charity raffle as well, so we've uh, we've got already got some amazing prizes that are, that have already been donated. But if you have a business, if or you just want to donate something yourself, then get in touch with us. Um, you know, there'll be a an email address in the show description, but you can also drop us a message on our socials as well. It's at WTID Pod. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, whichever one you want to use to get in touch. And um, and yeah, obviously all donations are appreciated. And then there'll be obviously the raffle itself. So uh, any people that have donated, you know, five pound will get you one ticket into the. Uh, into the raffle and obviously all the money that's uh, that's raised will go to uh, to Jude and obviously his his treatment that is uh, the the his, his family obviously trying to raise money for. Like I said we have got some excellent prizes already um which will be released in in due course. But yeah do 
do get involved. Um, right, Liam, are we uh, ready to get underway with this season review? Yeah, I think so, mate. That's the what everyone's kind of listening I think for. I've had, uh, I think I've had, had time to reflect, s- sulk, and uh... <laughs> yeah. Before we do get underway, have you have you kind of got over it now? Like, have you? Yeah. To be fair, though, I, like I had quite a busy week as well, didn't I? So I was. Yeah. I went to watch Stockport on Wednesday night. Oh yeah, um, which was a good actually. Good, they got a one nil win, and obviously they've won the won the league. Won the today. league now, yeah. Back in back in the uh, football league. And then proper. I was at the darts Thursday night. Oh yeah, so always Liam a good the laugh. love muscle Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a truck. They didn't let me. <laughs> but yeah, so I've I've kept myself uh, kept myself occupied, and yeah, to be fair, I'm. I'm over it now, I think. Yeah, I've, like I said, on Wednesday, I think I'm kind of over it now. It's, it's what it is, and it can't do anything about it. Well, so, it might uh, be a bit like Saturday when it's actually been, uh, the finals being played, it might be a bit like, I'll probably, hopefully be playing cricket. So. <laughs> yeah, thing, fingers crossed you get more than a, a duck this well, time. Well, I might get dropped, mate, you never know. Well, <laughs> well, you never know. But yeah, just, so, before we like, get into like the nitty gritty and other things that we're going to talk about, what like, what's your kind of overall assessment of the season and kind of what you know have we exceeded your expectations have have we you know not met them because for some people that i've heard they've said that the season's been a massive disappointment for others they've, they think that we've done well and everything where, where do you stand on, um, on all that? i think i kind of know the answer to this yeah and, i mean I, I i i'm not gonna lie before the season i think i'd have been happy with top 10 to be honest with you playoffs at push i wasn't confident that we were going to go up automatic it's just what you know looking at what the 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 turnover of players that left and you know the fact that we weren't able to spend any money obviously barring wages etc i wasn't i wasn't over like overly confident if that makes sense yeah um i think throughout the season though you go for obviously you go through highs and lows don't you and thinking oh well you know, at points I thought, bloody hell, we'll be lucky to get playoffs. And then obviously it changes as you go through the season. But I think on the whole, you know, it's disappointing that we got to the, we got there, we got top six and we didn't quite get there. But I think overall it has been a, I think it's been quite successful personally. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to look at the bigger picture. That's what I'm trying to, trying to do myself. You're right. What you're saying there, like, you know, coming near the end of the season, obviously the forming, you know, in 2022 were, absolutely incredible and we'll we'll come on to that later on um but when you know when you're winning every every week or seemingly every single week and you know likes of you know rotherham mk dons are slipping up especially rotherham in particular you're thinking well we were talking weren't we is it on can we get automatics i know obviously expectations change throughout the season but i think like i said you've got to look at the bigger picture and for me the fact that i, I was kind of in the same same boats as you like i said i got some pelters from giles at the start of the season when i said that you know not getting uh, playoffs wouldn't be a disaster and they were like it will be a disaster because we don't want to be in this league and i get and i get that i totally get that and i think i said at the time that it's not that i don't want to get promoted but you've just got to look at you know like i've said quite a few times that it took us two seasons to get out of of league one the, the previous two times that we've been down here and is this the best finish in the first season, oh of yeah, those we, two yeah, seasons, well, well, we yeah. finished like fourteenth. It well, was shocking like them yeah. two, them two seasons that we came down. And uh, you know, like I said, you look at it, and we finished fourth. Like it's even, mate. We played. It's better than the season we went up in 05. And when you look at like the standard of the league now, I know everyone says, "Oh, it's a shit league," but come on, 
there's some good teams in this league. And yeah. I think, obviously, the stand, gen, like, general standard of football since... Even since 2012, it just keeps improving at every league, every level, I think. Yeah, it does. Like, you know, you're right. It's not It's not like the what, what it was like when we were down here last time. And I must admit, I think up until Christmas, I think we we, we were finding his feet to a, to a certain degree and what have you. But, you know, for us to get... I, I genuinely... I, you know, if you'd have said we'd finish fourth, I think everyone would have snapped their hands off at that. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just... And to get... Well to get the amount of points that we did as well. Obviously, when you look at all the things that have happened throughout the course of the season, which we are going to come on to uh, again, you know, I think it's just been a, a good achievement. Yeah, it is disappointing. Yes, if you look at it from the fact that did we want to go up? Yes, we did. Have we gone up? No, we haven't. So from that point of view, it is obviously a failure. Yeah, yeah, in terms but, of that. But there's a lot of other stuff in there that's come with it. So yeah. it's, it's a failure in terms of the overall result. I don't think it's been a failure as a season on the whole because for me there's been a lot of positive improvements and hopefully that continues into into next season um i mean you look at you know what um darren moore's done with all the signings he's made i mean when you look at the side that played the last game of the season against portsmouth they were hutch bannon windass and luongo are the only ones that that more inherited you know the other ones Bailey Peacock, Farrell, Harley Dean, Story, Hunt. Obviously, I know we had Hunt before, but he Darren, yeah, Moore, yeah, Darren Moore's brought him back in. Uh, Johnson, Byers, and Gregory, they're all Darren Moore signings. So, and there were people at the last game of the season that were saying that that team that went out was the best team that, that we, could, we could put out. That yeah. we could put out. So, and and that's the team that that Darren Moore's built. Like I know he's you know some of the better players like Luongo and Bannon is not bought, but you know, not every manager comes in and just... But they could also have gone. Well, of course they could have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, after the shit show, which was uh, which was last season. So, yeah, let's um, let's talk about some... Like, get, drill down into it a little bit more and talk about some of the key points. The first one I've got on the list, for me, is probably the biggest turning point, was Massimo Luongo coming back into the side after his, um, you know, after his long layoff I know he, he missed the first couple of games he played against Rotherham and then after that you know he was out again he, yeah. was, he was out again but how big of a boost was it when when Massimo Luongo came back into the side because we we certainly missed him didn't we oh 100% and you know he's <laughs> my he's probably my favourite player I'm not going to lie like what, barring what? Bannon but I just think he brought so much didn't he and, and we'd it was weird, isn't it? Because then you think it's also Bayer's coming into the fold at the same time and coming into form then. Yeah. Um, I think it, it was him coming back, but then also kind of that midfield was having the option of people staying fit. Yeah. As much as the others had, you know, dropped off like Deli Bashir, who was playing there, obviously, Denny ran at the start of the season. You know, I think... It, obviously Moore does make changes and he has done throughout the season we know that but I think the first half of the season I don't think a lot of him were out of choice I mean yeah. fair enough he messed about with Shadipo and whoever else but yeah I just think number one the style of player that he is obviously he does he does the job that no one else wants to do yeah he does the dirty stuff today he's like a terrier in it 
he runs about maybe not that fast according to Giles, but <laughs> no, not got the legs. <laughs> <laughs> he runs about he sticks his foot in. I mean every I think what it's got to be every game. Well, I say every game. Nine out of ten games he makes he makes the most tackles in the game. I think didn't he and didn't that, he top the charts for the most number of tackles in or average number of tackles per game? I yeah, think, yeah. And for the league, which is well, yeah, you, you can see why, can't you? Really? And obviously it lets Banninger forward a bit more and play there. And it's just someone that Bannon obviously trusts. I was about to say exactly him. the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of things, obviously, that came into play. Such came back and whatever else. But he's a very vital player, isn't he? Let's be honest, you know. Um, I well, you, think you the, look the, at the, the, the points, like, you've got, you know. Yeah, you look at the, the games that he's played. So he's played 25 games. He's missed twenty one in the in the league. Um, the, when you look at the points that we've picked up, like I've said before, we we're better with Massimo Luongo when he you know, when he's in the side than we are without. And that's not just from a, a visual point of view because you can vision, you, know, you you can see that we're better and that we play a lot better. But that's also backed up by the the points that we've won as well. You look um without him we've picked up 32 points out of the 21 games which averages just over one and a half points per game with him in the side we picked up 53 like i said 25 games that he's played um and that's 23 starts and two off the bench uh over over 2.2.1 2 points uh, a game which he said they said only if you average two points a game that's promotion form, yeah, yeah. automatic promotion form at that so um you know whether we would be able to continue that form throughout the whole season but you know in the games that he's played you can see that we it does translate into into more points than it and I just feel I feel like that game he played against Rotherham he was head and shoulders the best player on that pitch that day you know at, at the New York Stadium yeah and it's, the thing is like I said he, he obviously he pretty much always does his job well what you see his job or I see his job being, which is the, the tackling and whatever else. But some days, obviously, there's certain days he's passing in there, but some days he, he can pass as well. It's just like, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the only thing he's missing from his game is maybe goals. Yeah, I mean... But they were talk- when I went to the, the, the awards the other day, they were talking about Declan Rice and uh, Emil Heskey were there, obviously name dropping, I know. But uh, they, they, asked, they asked him about Declan Rice and what can he add to his game? because they were saying he's a complete player and they said goals but then he went on to say but as a number four that Declan Rice is like do you really need to score goals yeah, and I mean, it, it got me thinking about Massimo Luongo thinking because I've I've criticised him for perhaps not shooting and what have you and he does get some fantastic positions but again are we asking if, for me for me saying does he need to score some goals is that asking a little yeah, bit too much of him a few times didn't he and he's had a couple that just went wide and what have you but you th- he probably thinks if Bannon's in that pocket, I'm better off passing it to him because he's got more chance than I have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. He can't be good at everything, can you? To be no. fair. And if he <laughs> and if he was, he, he wouldn't be wheels. He wouldn't be wheels exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Uh, another um, thing that I've got down here for in terms of uh, like key points of the season. Obviously, we had the 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 dark cloud over his head in terms of uh, coming from behind to win a game. Now. This season we've done it five times, you know, not just the once. I think what was the record? Twenty sixteen for away, which was Birmingham, 
I think it was something like 2019, I think it was, for, for the home game. I can't quite remember which one that was. Bristol City, I think I've got in my head. Yeah, uh, was the, about uh, that, yeah. And I'm sure it was 2019. I'm sure someone listening will, will correct me on that one. But yeah, it was a long time coming. And it was pretty much, you know, we were saying, weren't we, in the last season, I know, I know we couldn't go, but it was almost like, if we go behind, that's it. We're not going to get a point. I think when we came down, was it one point we picked up from going behind, which was the last game of the season, which is absolutely mad when you when you look at it. Um, but yeah, we've we've broke that kind of duck, if you if you want to say we obviously beat MK Dons at home two one. Um, was that, that was that the first time that we that we came from behind the MK Dons game? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously when when Windas scored that last minute goal that we've kind of forgot about in that <laughs> episode a few a few weeks ago, but do you think that was a big turning point mentally for the team? Because even though some of those players in that in that team had not been here since, you know, I think it's probably only Palmer and Bannon and maybe Hutch that had been there, you know, in that game against Birmingham when we won away from home. But I know I know this game was at home, but but still, you know, well, that's yeah, twenty nineteen. It's something that- it's something that the fans talk a lot about, isn't it? Well, the manager was talking about it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's massive. It's massive. Like, I, I think it is anyway, because it, it seemed to be, um, even the conceding late goals, which we're going to come on to as well, that's been a thing for more than this season. Yeah. Last season. Yeah. You know, it, it's just one of them things, and I think it is, you know, it's something that they'll think, oh, God, and then obviously the fans go, oh, first time since we've done it. Oh, you know, it's a good... But for it me, it's well, a good feeling with us, with the fans, but also it will do with them as well. Yeah, but for me as well, I think it was the fact that we didn't just do it once and that was it. I think it added that kind of extra belief almost that, you know, when because when we go behind, I mean, I don't know about you, but obviously when else did it happen? It happened against Cheltenham when they scored after a couple of minutes, you know, scored early on. I think Alfie May scored on that day. Um, Doncaster away. It happened. Obviously, that was the first time that we did it away from home when we went one nil at half time. I think it were we made the two changes at half time to bring it back. I mean, I must admit that that game, I did not think that we were going to get no, anything no. out of that that game. We, no, I agree. I remember watching it and just being like, "Oh my god, here we go again!" <laughs> yeah, Penalty forty fifth or whatever it was. It was near half time, weren't it? I think Donny were bottom as well at the, at the time, weren't they? But but yeah, to do it to do it there and then and then obviously the Fleetwood, you know, do it at the Fleetwood game. Uh, and then we've also, you know, done it at Portsmouth, and it was funny because against Portsmouth, when we went what, a goal behind, for the first time, I had that belief that that we were going to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And one hundred percent, especially for the following like five minutes after they'd scored, because we just it was just like we needed to get down down to yeah kick on if that makes sense. Yeah, but but before I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had that kind of belief. I I, I was very much like that's it. One nil down, that's it, we're not gonna win this game. You know, even even earlier on in the season as well, you know, like the you like some Morecambe uh, when we when we got beat up there, like what well, that I think that was the first defeat that we'd that we'd had. But you know, up up until that point we'd not even been well, I don't think we conceded a goal to be perfectly honest. But we were like, oh look, conceded a goal and it was just a continuation from from last season. But I think, yeah, it was a massive thing mentally just to get that kind of monkey off his back to, you know, have that belief from the players as well. And I mean, now, you know, going into next season, if we keep, you know, the, the main nucleus of the team together, 
hopefully that'll continue and you know we're gonna go behind in games you know it's not gonna it's not never gonna happen do you know what I mean we are gonna you know we are gonna concede goals like it's never we're not gonna go for a whole season keeping clean sheets but I just looked as well and we actually won 19 points from losing positions so that's five wins and four draws we we're actually only behind 18 times in the season believe it or not which when you look at it only Wigan and Rotherham had had a better record in terms of how many times they went behind probably no surprise that both of those have gone up automatic Um, and then you look as well and MK Dons are the only team to have won more games when going behind obviously we've won five there were quite a few teams that have won five but uh, MK Dons had won six so when you look at that like you know people think that we're you know we're not going to get anything or we we, we don't pick up points when we lose. I know we we drop points when we are winning, but you know it's a I know it's a, we're in a different league in League One, but it's a it's a positive improvement, isn't it? On, yeah, on what yeah. we've had before, hundred percent, hundred percent, and like like we said, it's quite a new. Well, it was a put together team, wasn't it? Really, this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we've talked. We've talked. There we go. Siri's just uh, joining in. Piping on, up. I know, yeah. I mean, I know Giles is not here, but... Would... <laughs> Siri, be quiet. There we go. I've sorted I've sorted Siri out. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> Next one I've, um, I've got. Obviously, we've got the, the um, coming from behind to win at home. Um, but then we've also, we've also got the points dropped as well um actually we'll leave that we've got we've got um you know what went wrong this season i think i think we'll 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 cover that um on there but let's talk about some of the players that came in and i want to talk about the ones you know in particular that came in in january obviously signing dean and story i thought that was another big turning point because if you don't even remember at the time we we needed center back 100 100 and i mean Story more so for me, obviously just purely because he's played more than Dean. He got injured, which isn't his fault, but he has had an impact when he's been here. But yeah, we massively needed him, didn't we? And again, it's it's that thing of, you know, even Gibson, I know Gibson's not played, but you think on the face of it, Gibson was a good signing. Yeah. And I think we mentioned it before, like when have we, when was the last time we had quite decent loan signings? Yeah. Like what? Kevin what, Jones. What were he called that centre mid when we went to Wembley? Low, uh, Alex Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, I reckon that. I mean, I might be wrong. I might be forgetting some bit. I know what you mean. Brown, though. Fucking Izzy Brown or whatever he was called. <laughs> he God, was fucking awful. He was crap. That I mean, even some this season though, Louis, like Louis Wing as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Some no. don't. The thing is, the thing is, right? Any, any, any club. Signings, some signings won't work. Not all, not every signing is going to be a good signing. Well, look at Ipswich. Yeah, look yeah. at look at Everton this season. <laughs> yeah, and that that's not really signings this season. That's from their transfer windows. You know, the last couple of years. Yeah, but to, yeah, and, and that's something that I've only just really thought of now. To be honest, you know, not every signing is going to work. I mean, I know we've mentioned that previously. I think it got it's been mentioned on the debate uh, debate show and stuff like that. But yeah, you just you just think not every signing is going to work, and to say like. Like we only had, like we said before, ten players contracted, or whatever it was. We've actually done quite well, I and I know that might not be some people's opinion, but in my opinion, I think we have. 
Yeah, but when you, when you look at, you know, for me, how many players has played in that back back three, obviously, that we, that we switched to? You know, you've got, we've had Uch, Iofa, Dunkley, then we've had Harley Dean, we've had Marvin Johnson. Palmer. Palmer, Callum Patterson. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not being funny. Like that, I've just—I don't know how many names I've just reeled off there, but they've all played a part in that in that defense. Oh yeah, and you think and you think obviously up until up until January, that 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 period leading up to before we signed him, it was when we had Dunkley, Palmer, and uh, Johnson, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, and I think they, all I, within that period. Well, I go back to the Bowling one nil. Was it that game? Well, that was when Marvin Johnson played yeah. um, played left back. Oh no, left centre half. Sorry, which were fucking what a weird, like what a weird thing that way when the team came out. But I go back to the Portsmouth game away away from home when we were live on Sky, and we had no recognised centre back. Yeah, it was nil nil draw. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but we had, I think we had Palmer in the middle, and then we had Johnson on his left. And we had Patterson on the right. I mean, yeah. I'm not being funny. Like, do you know what I mean? That that's like a that's like your worst nightmare, isn't it? Really, when you look at it in terms. Of, I, I, do you know that game? The nil nil was probably the best result that we could have probably had in that game. Like, I thought, I thought we were going to get beat that day, and you know, fair play for coming through. But like, that was that was the situation that we were in. I think that was just before the COVID thing came yeah. in. Obviously, then we had the battering of. Uh, of Sunderland again, Dunkley comes comes back into the side. Then he goes out injured again. And you're thinking, Christ, like we can't even buy, buy anything. I can't remember what the who played in defence for Shrewsbury. I think Hutch come back for that for that game. But then of course we signed, you know, Story and Dean. All right, I know Dean played in that first game and then he never got injured in his career and and obviously yeah. picked up that injury. <laughs> but but you know um, that for me that was a, t- a turning point because it was one of the times where we needed centre-backs and we went out and got them. Oh, yeah, and they were not, you know... They weren't shit either. No, Dean played at the Championship fucking 40 games a season until he came to us. Uh, for how many years, story, he'd played the pretty much the full season before and then... Well, Hart- he, played, he played up until Ryan Lowe came in, and didn't he, he? Yeah, and then he played all this season until Ryan Lowe came in. So they weren't, you know... Yeah, they weren't. Cra- they I mean, weren't picked out the sky. It weren't like. Can you remember as well? Because we were linked with Danny Bart as well. And yeah. I can remember being absolutely gutted that he'd gone to Sunderland of all teams. Was as that well. in? That was in the summer, though. Was was that? The no, summer? that was January. Was it January that was well? January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we and then obviously and then we got Dean. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, Dean is the. You know, we ain't got him, but we've got this one, and I, and I, you know, I must admit, I I, I would have preferred Danny Bart purely from a point of view that you know knows the club and stuff but actually I know Harley Dean's been injured but I think we got a good a great signing oh, mate, in when he has Dean. played he's been unbelievable and I just think from that point it was more settled wasn't it obviously I know Dean played a full game then went out but then Hutch came back in and really other than when we switched it within a game we never really saw Johnson there again and then obviously he went out to the left and that's we yeah, know, that's when we started playing well, didn't we? You know, he's been on fire, hasn't he? Until the last few, you know, last few games of the season. So yeah, I think as much as we have had a couple of games where we have changed the back three, it has been quite settled as such between the four, five play. You know, Story, Dean, Hutch, yeah. Palmer mainly. But but I mean, I was looking at the the games that they played. I mean, Dean only played seven, missed thirteen due to injury. I know he. 
he kind of came back, didn't he? And he obviously went off against MK Dons, which were unfortunate and what have you, and, you know, missed a few there. Um, Jordan Story, 19 games. He only missed the, I think he, we signed him and he were on the bench, weren't he, against Oxford away from home, which in hindsight would have probably just chucked him straight in, to be fair, wouldn't we? Um, we might have we might have won that game. Um, but yeah, he, he missed that first game. The only other game he missed were AFC Wimbledon when we won in the last minute. And that was only down to personal, personal reasons, reasons really. weren't yeah, it? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking, I mean, I've not even, even thought about it, but what would it be like to have a player that can just play every single game? <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, just to, just to be, I mean, I'm not saying that he'll never get an injury. He probably, he probably would, but just, just to come in, a solid centre-back who plays every single game at season. And, you know, we... we, we like fuck, Siri, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to take this watch off in a minute because it's doing my head in. Uh, <laughs> it's getting involved. But, uh, yeah, it would just be class, wouldn't it, to have someone to uh, to play that many games. I know we've had Baz and, you know, you could say Liam Palmer as well that have, you know, not picked up any... Any injuries? Patterson, has he been injured? Oh, yeah, maybe a few. But he's been, I suppose he's been in and out of the side in terms of selection. But, you know, it'd just be, for me, it'd just be one headache less, wouldn't it, to, to kind of know who your defence is going to be. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think, like you say, once we did get that um, consistency back there with a with slightly bits of tinkering, we, we obviously did a lot better, didn't we? So And it meant the players that, well, I say players, mainly Johnson, could actually go and play where he wanted to play. Um, I, mean, I, was, I was just going to talk about that, like the form in 20, 2022, like in the in terms of from the turn of the year, the calendar year, I know the 5-0 thrashing was in right at the end of 21. Then we got beat by Shrewsbury. At the, I mean, that was on New Year's Day, I think it was, or, or the 2nd of January, I can't remember, but that was probably the worst game that I've ever seen us play, to be perfectly honest. But... 15 wins, three draws, only five defeats, 48 points since the turn of the year. You were just talking there about, you know, having a bit more of a settled defence and Johnson playing on the left. Do you think that's, I mean, well, is that one of the reasons why we started to play the way that we played? I don't know. You see, I was just thinking this as well, because obviously when when it happened, obviously we were like, God, where does this come from? You know, he's played... Um, what did he play? Four three two one four one three two one one. <laughs> Whatever his formation was. Four two three one. Four two three one. There yeah. we go. Yeah, got there in the end. <laughs> Just counting down, aren't we? <laughs> and then, but obviously, we we kind of said to you know, and we Giles kind of suggested I'll put it down to the fact that we say five at the back. I don't think it. it I suppose it is, but three centre halves because. It's an extra centre half because we didn't, we've not we didn't have a centre half, so we didn't trust the players that were there, or maybe he didn't, or is it something that he'd been working on, and just decided to start playing? Because I think, I don't know, I don't know. Is it? Well, we started playing three five two earlier on in the season, didn't we? I think it was, I think it was around the Bolton game when we started started doing it. And then we had, obviously we had, we had all the injuries and and stuff near the Bolton game at home. Um, I think that's I think that's when we switched to that to that system. But you know, do you do you not think that the reason why we did so well this year, not season, but this year, is down like you said, having when Harley Dean come in, mainly Jordan Story, because obviously Hutch come back as well, and that we had like it weren't a makeshift defence. You think players kind of knew where they were where they were playing? It weren't yeah, hundred percent. And you know what else, Corby, I knew going <laughs> yeah because. 
before Johnston slotted in at uh, left centre half, it was between them two, weren't it? In yeah. and out, Shadeep had a crack as well. Brown. Bra- who was he, Brown? <laughs> He's still on ducks, isn't he? <laughs> there he is, yeah, yeah. So he might come into the fold next year, you never know. Um, but but yeah, and then and then obviously he got the confidence from actually playing quite well at left centre half. And then Theo went and it was just like, right, I'm going to make this my position now. Yeah. And he did. So I think that formation has done us really well, to be honest. Um, and like you say, whether it was you know, down to we're going to have to play this because of the situation we're in or whether it actually, I mean, like I say, I think you've got to give him more credit than that. He probably will have been, you know, no plan B and all that, but I'm sure they'd work, they'll work different formations in training, won't they? Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I mean you, you look at some of the, the performances and the results since the, you know, the since the turn of the year, really. I mean, we have, we've had that... Um, Plymouth, that were a 4-2 win. Burton Albion, that were 5-2 at home. We were scoring goals for fun, weren't we? Cambridge United, 6-0 as well. 4-1 uh, against Cheltenham. 4-1 on the last day of the season against um, against Portsmouth. You look at them and it's like unheard of, isn't it, really? You know, especially at Hillsborough, some to score as yeah, many goals yeah, as I think we it, I just think, we did. and obviously the first half of the season, it was all... We couldn't score. We weren't creating enough chances. And all from Christmas, all we spoke about is not being clinical enough. Even when we've scored six, yeah. it could have been ten. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's that's. It's mad to go from one extreme to the other in in a season because well, like we were struggling to get a shot on target. Well, we're having like fourteen, fifteen shots a game where yeah, we yeah. come come the end of the season and, and what it's have boring you. football to some. Yeah, I mean, I think it boring. just mind blowing. This is kind of not for not for today's sure because obviously we're just talking about you know what what happened last season but you know looking forward to you know to a certain degree like we've obviously got Gregory who's firing I know we missed Windass whether whether Josh Windass was going to be the answer or whatever we're never going to know but we are like kind of I think he's missing his partner no yeah Sido Berahino did his bit you know could he be we were saying he could be it could be, yeah, but uh, Jimmy, I think this season that is what he's I missed. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Berahino us getting another striker and having Berahino on the books because you know second half of the seasons he's chipped in on it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, he, so he but, saved yeah. himself on it to a to a certain degree there. Um, yeah. Let's. Um, I mean, I said in terms of form, I think we finished like one of, if not the best best side in the top four divisions in terms of the the form that we had in twenty twenty two. Didn't. Did Fulham just pip us? Over? I think that was on the goal. That was scored. on the goal scored after the win. That's they won seven nil, didn't they? But we, yeah. I think, before that game, before they won seven nil, that well, the third seven nil of the season, <laughs> I think, for them. Mad, mad. But the latest one, yeah, I think we were level on goal scored in the calendar year, which is just crazy, isn't it? Like, like you just said there, we you know we, we can't score goals, and then we score that many in this. But it is, it's all down to a more settled side, isn't it? And. Obviously, there was, I think, like you said, with Lewis Wing and the centre mids, but that that's the thing when you get so many new players in the same positions. You're not going to know your best team. It, it's Do you think... It's hard. And yeah. Shadipo and... So there was, there was some tinkering by the manager himself, but then also, like we said, there was stuff that was uncontrollable I, you know the injuries yeah but. I think because I think we were saying weren't we at the time like injuries kind of forced his hand a little bit in terms of because would you put George Byers in when you did I think the answer would probably be no because 
Deli Bashir, who up until that injury got, was it against Plymouth that he got the, or Wickham, I think it was, where he got injured. Yeah, got yeah it was Wickham, yeah, yeah. just on the stroke of half-time, and, and then that were it. That was his kind of, he were done for however many weeks it was. But up until that point, you wouldn't have took Deli Bashiro out and put George Byers no, in. No, no, not a chance. Not. Like, you, did, you know, you, you just wouldn't have done it. So injuries did kind of force the hand and kind of, in, in terms of we had to play George Byers when we did. But by God, like, I'm glad that I mean, yeah, I'm not, not, not for not for Dele Bashiru not playing because obviously we don't know what he, what he could have done. But you know, in terms of in terms of stepping up to the plate, you've got to you've got to think both Luongo and Byers have done it. And I'm th- just thinking now. Yes, we had a bit more of a settled um, settled defense with the new additions that came in there, and obviously Hutch coming back and playing as many games as he did. Because there was a massive question mark. Don't forget over. I mean, how times are we saying Mass and Hutch? Oh. We're playing Monday. We're playing, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Oh, we need to rest him. Oh, I don't, I don't think you should. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Play. They just played through the lot, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I think Mass got rested once. I yeah. remember the one game, weren't there? Yeah, because it was when... Um, oh, it went Miles with Pal came to watch him yes and yes it was a long game he came to and Mass weren't in the team I was like what are the odds of that we're sat in the uh, new Barrett in the back room yeah. team came out and I was like Greene he's not playing pal <laughs> yeah I remember that one I remember uh, that yeah so but so yeah he got rested once I think Hutch might have had one, re- one yeah, game yeah and I think you're out if we a bit, you know a little bit of an injury and what have you but, but on the whole really they, pl- they played, played I, think, I think as well just thinking about it you know, like, there's, there's the view of, oh, well, he only found this team because he had to because of the injuries. But then when Bashiru did come back, he had a good game against MK. He came back. Yeah. Uh, he's done his bits and bobs within the times, <sighs> you know. So I don't think it's, it's like what I'm trying to say. So, for example... Byers obviously he had a chance at the start of the season. He got injured, yeah. And then even when he came back, he wasn't fate. He wasn't first choice. No. no, it takes a lot, especially new to a club. I think the um, like the morale of the dressing room. The what's the word? Like the effect that he's had on the dressing room more. Yeah, the way that they seem all together and whatever else. As much as obviously he'd want to come back and take his opportunity, sometimes depending who the players are, obviously Byers, one that he's brought in. Yeah. You know, for example, 
I'm just trying to think of an example. If it was Izzy Brown or I'm not, I just can't think of another example. But other <laughs> yeah. players that we've had in the past, yeah, you might have just thought, oh, I'll toss it off. You know, he don't yeah, favour yeah. me. Do you know? Yeah. And he seems to have. Um, I just think that the the um, the attitude of the dressing rooms there, and yeah. it's just. Do you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, I know. Like, you, when I know they've, you mean, when they've, they've come back, they give everything, whereas some players might not have because yeah, they just they, think, oh, well. I'm never going to play. So, yeah, yeah, yeah what's the point? I suppose, kind of need Giles here, really, but you don't know when your next opportunity is going to come, do you? Like, you don't know. At that point, Byers, he's got to, he, he kind of hit the ground running, didn't he? It wasn't like the, oh, wait a minute, I've got to play next week. And then, you know, because you've got to step up to the plate and you've got to be pushing those levels in training and what have you because it wasn't it wasn't because Dele Bashiru played poorly he just got injured and then Baez has stepped in and and just done a job and then he, so he met again we talk about the midfield three he made that position his own and it was well it wasn't even Bashiru's to win back was it really because he just he never even got an opportunity and even when he when he came in against MK Dons we can't afford you know you know, Dele Bichu had, apart from Bannon's performance that he put in, in that wonder goal, could have stayed to claim for a man of the match in that game. And next week, he's not, he's not even inside again. So, so yeah, I mean, for me, I think it was kind of accumulation of a few things that kind of all come together all all at once. Um, maybe it was familiarity with the with the uh, with the formation and what have you. I, I don't know, but you know, we. Yeah, I think, like we said, I just think it's not like. It's like, you know, like for example, people, oh, well, get rid of him, bring somebody else in who's more experienced. Like, for example, Sunderland this season, the yeah. new manager's come in and obviously he's had been brilliant since he's come in. Yeah. But that side's been built over how many seasons and oh, they yeah. weren't doing bad this season, really. Obviously, oh, they, were, they took a dip. They were third, I think, when they sacked the manager. So, they finished fifth. So actually, they did work. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like we've got a team that's that's settled we've got we've got a you know we had a team of 10 or a squad of 10 and like we've said previously Mendes Lang we are a club Gregory not played a lot over the last few seasons we took some gambles um, didn't we yeah yeah they were all they were, but they were just good picks like Berahino he wouldn't even be back in England if it weren't for Darren Moore in my eyes do you know yeah so yeah I, I think it's it's been a it's been a good season I'd like to say at the start getting used to pumping that many new players in, you're not going to know your best side because you're not. Yeah. Come on, let's be honest, you know. And they didn't all sign on the same day, did they? No. Your additions, whatever else. And then you add into the mix the injuries that we had within that settling period. Plus COVID as well, you know. That so... Yeah, I know. I don't want to see that sound like we're just making excuses. No, it's, but it's not. Been... It's, I don't think the... People say they're excuses, but they're not. It's the reality. And if... Yeah. Without... I don't want to offend anyone, but if you know a bit more about football than just what you want to happen. It's real. It's realistic. It's real. It's not, Yeah. you know, and if it wasn't your team, if it wasn't your team and you didn't love him and you, you don't want the best for him, if it's another side, you'd be thinking, oh, well, they ain't got a chance or not, not got a chance, but you'd give him a bit more slack, wouldn't you? When yeah. it's not your side. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Because when like, I, for when example, I see us win, don't we? Liverpool, as soon as Virgil van Dijk got injured. Oh, they're all whinging, yeah. Everyone, yeah. no, no, but everyone, yeah. even me. Oh, bloody hell, we're going to struggle without him. Yeah, yeah. It's only the same for us, isn't it? It's just, it's, you know, it, but I just think... I mean, when you, when you, I mean, we're going to talk about injuries as well, but like when you sign Harley Dean, one game, injured, Tyrese John-Jules, 
nine minutes injured. <laughs> so we've signed three players in January. Well, Gibson. Gibson, yeah, but, but well, non-event. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Didn't even didn't even start a game. Windass didn't even not even here for the start of the season. So you look and you you look at the team. And you think, oh, great! Look at this. We're going to do this, that, and the other HMS Pistol League. And before you've even kicked a ball, you know you've got some of your play some of your players injured. Like I said in January, you signed three players. Two of them after literally the first game don't play for another. Well, John Jules don't play at all, and and you know Harley Dean misses thirteen. <laughs> Forgotten of, man <laughs> misses thirteen of twenty. So it's like, do you know what I mean? Like that, that <laughs> you think you can't buy, you, know, you can't even buy yourself some luck. Um, obviously, talks about form in twenty twenty two, but another thing that's been fantastic this season is obviously the home form. We've kind of almost you know slightly touched on it already, but you look at it: sixteen wins, six draws, only two defeats at home. The best home record I don't know if it's, it's still because obviously there was still some games left to go weren't there but if it's not the best it's certainly right up there um, you know likes of Liverpool or City might have uh, might have pipped us but you know 53 points picked up at home and you're looking we were talking about things clicking into place for for 2022 but you look there we've been good at home pretty much all uh, yeah, yeah. all season really yeah it's mad isn't it it's mad I, I can't believe how good it's been and I don't know if it's because it's like my first full season back as a season ticket holder because I got one COVID year and obviously yeah um, but yeah I think I just especially after Christmas I mean obviously it was good at home before Christmas but the football came together after Christmas but it's one of the best home seasons in ages you've said it and quite I can't, a few times haven't you I mean I was. I went to obviously Stockport Wednesday with um, one of our colleagues, who's also a Wednesday fan. And we had a bit, we're having a pint, and we got a bit, uh, a bit heated. Bit heated. <laughs> I was like, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I just don't get him, get him on debate show on Wednesday. <laughs> I don't understand how we can't. How you've not enjoyed this season at home? It's just, yeah, he take, told me that actually. Yeah, take away, take away the away bits because obviously the away form wasn't great, but at home. I don't know. I just don't know how you can't have enjoyed the majority of it. Well, 16 wins and only eight games where we haven't won. Six six draws and, and two defeats. So, like, that's more... Well, it just it, it shows there how many wins we've... How many times have you got home after a home game on a on a Saturday or a Tuesday or whatever it is and, you know, celebrating a win? I think um, I think partly comes... I mean, I'm with you. I've, I have enjoyed it. I'm just trying to think how other people might have thought i mean some of the performances in the you know the start of the year i don't think we're were fantastic um we have missed a few a few chances or what have you but i think i think it all comes down to like your emotion and yeah, i think as well it's... i think this season and on our i think the reason why people have perhaps not enjoyed it as much is just down to that expectation and that divine right that some people yeah, think that we yeah. have Obviously, to get everyone, out of this league everyone's so. got different expectations everyone's got a different view of where we should be and that's fine I, but for me I've really enjoyed it I'm not gonna lie I mean and it's that thing of some people say oh it doesn't matter how we get the win da, 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 da. which I'm one of them yeah you, you look know. at AFC Wimbledon right, last minute winner just look at Wickham as well. Just I'm saying, just generally. Yeah. But then people were moaning at start of season that we weren't playing attractive football. <laughs> then we start playing attractive football. Oh, and, oh well, we can't do this. We can't do that. So it's 
like I say, it, it, it's tricky and it's please everyone. It's always going to be. Uh, that's why. That's why we do what we're doing now, isn't it? Really, to be honest, <laughs> if everyone agreed with everything, we'd have no to talk about. So. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, debate should be dead on the water, wouldn't it? To be fair, it wouldn't be much of a debate, would it? Um, now, just before we move on to kind of you know what went wrong this season, I just want to uh, obviously talk about Patreon. Uh, there are going to be some changes coming uh, with with Patreon as well. Uh, but I just want to, first of all, thank everyone that, that has supported us uh, over the uh, over the season and what have you. You know, it, it don't go unnoticed. You know, it allows us to do what we what we do, um, do these three episodes a week. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we're really, really thankful for all your, all your support. Um, if you do want to get involved and be a, become a Patreon member, then you just head over to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. Like I said, there are going to be some changes. I mean, the main changes are that the, uh, the Oppo's view and the debate show replay will now be uh, Patreon only. Uh, so if you want to listen to those, then you will need to sign up. Obviously, the debate show that we do live on Twitter um, Wednesday at eight o'clock. You can still listen to that for free if you uh, if you come along um, and listen to it live. Like I said, Wednesday at eight o'clock. So um, if you want to do that, then make sure you do come along. But if you if you are one of those that listens to the replay and listens to the uh, the oppos, you like I said, they will now be uh, Patreon only. Don't worry though. The uh, the Monday uh, episode that we do, this episode that you're listening to, will uh, will always be there for everyone. Uh, everyone to to listen to as do you uh, as you normally would uh, in terms of um, in terms of prices it's three quid for the uh, the first tier which gets you access to the whatsapp group uh, which uh, i've seen quite a few people join uh, gets again that gets quite a bit heated doesn't it at, uh, at times <laughs> yeah. and uh, a few a few debates and what have you going around in there obviously on match days it gets uh, a bit active doesn't it Oh, not half. <laughs> uh, you were saying the other week, weren't you? Like, you know, 200 and something messages. Yeah, that, that was Sunderland, weren't it? Or Sunderland away, so yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to get involved in that, then, that, you know, you, you can just do that as well. Uh, six quid for the um, for getting those extra episodes that I've just spoke about. And you also get all the interviews that we've done. There's over 30 interviews for you, listen, for you to listen to to uh, to keep you busy over the uh, over the summer weeks until the, the season gets underway. And there will also be other interviews that we are um, recording as well, which will uh, which will be available. Uh, and then the third tier, um, if you um, if you want in, in, and you want to support us even more than you can do, uh, there's a £12 tier just to add that extra bit of support. I say there's, there's no, nothing else that you get extra but uh, you are just helping support the uh, support the podcast uh, if you want to do that it's patreon.com forward slash WTID pod so uh, I will leave a link in the show description so yeah do get yourself signed up um, right then Liam um, what went wrong this season um, I think you've got one to uh, to kick us off I think we've already mentioned it slightly haven't we about the uh, goals that we concede late on yeah, so I had a look at it. Um, obviously, as you always do, our interest to look at other clubs and whatever else. So all I could find for, in terms of the whole league was goals from the 76th minute up until... Well, last 15 minutes, I would class including, as Obviously, including extra time. Yeah. Um, I'd class that as late, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So we scored 16 and conceded 14. So we all scored right. more than we've let in. Uh, and then into that, I then looked, I looked at 80 plus minutes because that's what I feels like there. Yeah, yeah. So for me, this was before Sunderland, before the, this is not including the playoffs basically, so you can add another one onto this, but 
I've got eight goals after the 80th minute that have changed the result of the game. So we've dropped points because of them, basically. So yeah. eight goals after within the last 10 plus added time. Uh, it's mad when you think of it, that, isn't it? I mean, I know we've said it before, if buts and maybes and what have you, but you look at that there, is that concentration? Is that switching off? You know, we're, we're either, well, in, in, that, in that case there, we're either going to be leading or drawing at that point in those eight games and we've and we've let it slip. It's like yeah, so two, we've either dropped obviously two or one point. Two or yeah. one point. And just when you look at I'll just look to the top the top six basically. So Wigan scored twenty this is after seventy six uh minutes. Scored twenty, conceded six. Six goals, that's good that. Rotherham scored t- uh, sorry, scored eleven, conceded ten. MK scored eighteen, conceded ten. Sunderland scored seventeen, conceded ten. So those three of all obviously and conceded. How many did we concede again? 14. 14, yeah. And then Wickham scored 16, conceded 13. So they're not... I mean, four... I mean, obviously, four goals is... You know, we're going we're gonna to head, head and shoulders above above the rest there. Well, there's no surprise that they've won the league when you look at it. scored and not let in, basically. So, yeah, I don't know. Wickham, obviously. Wickham are the closest to us. And then Sunderland, MK and Rotherham are all 10. So, obviously, I didn't go into further detail as to... If, if they changed, ended up yeah. costing them points or whatever else, because that would have taken me. <laughs> there's, not, there's not as much uh, readily available stats for League One with stuff like that, eh, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, I think I've, I found one decent website that would probably look at that, but I'm sure someone else that's listening will uh, will probably have a spreadsheet or whatever that they've done to uh, to find that out. But but yeah, it's quite, you know, eight games there that's changed the, changed the result of the game in the last 10 minutes is... It's not good enough, is it? Really, when you when you look at it, when you look at it, over, you know, th- I mean, the fact that we've finished fourth and five points off off the automatics, and you know, and we've thrown those those points away. I mean, yeah, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because really, at the end of the day, we're five points off, weren't we? So it's two of them. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Of you think you, you reduce it by two, just on the main front of it, fourteen. We're still less. We're still more than everyone but Wickham in the top six, but it would have got us, you know, the ones where we would have won, basically. It would have got us auto in the end. Well, I'm just thinking of some games where we can't, where to try to think back. Cheltenham away, it finished 2-2. We were 2-1 up when we conceded late on. Um, Oxford at home. Yeah. That was a draw, but yeah, that, we're drawing and... Well, we're that's like two points in. dropped, isn't it? That, that's, that's, that's four points there. Uh, you look at um, Accrington... That the the corner that they had late late on corners Bolton away Bolton away like all them games where we're winning and we've uh, we've we've dropped points which yeah it's just and that is another thing that we are gonna uh, that we are gonna come come on to before we before we talk about points dropped from winning positions again I've just mentioned it there that the Accrington game was one of them that that was that kind of ticked a few boxes it was a late goal um, a point drop from winning position. And it was a goal conceded from a set piece, which is what we're going to talk about. Conceding goals from set pieces, it's been been a bit of a joke, really, hasn't well, it? Like a running joke this well, like season, I said, hasn't it? I think it was, these stats are from maybe a couple of games before the, it might have been after the, uh, I don't know. They're not, they're not from the end of the season, but I got them a while back. Um, this is percentages, percentage of goals from set pieces. So... Again, I did like the top eight, I think. Rotherham, 24%. Wickham, 21%. Wigan, 27%. Is this goals conceded, this? Yeah. 
Sunderland, 19%. Plymouth, 28%. MK, 21%. Oxford, 19%. Wednesday, 39%. (laughs) That's like like more than one in three. I said to you, didn't I? I think... uh, I can't remember actually what game it was. It was close to the end of the season though, so they are they might have changed by a couple of percent. Well, I, well I've but... looked. We've we conceded nineteen goals oh, this season. That sounds about right. So it might be we've yeah. scored more since then. So <clears> might, the percentage might have slightly gone down, but yeah, nine, um, nineteen goals conceded from set pieces, which I looked is the fourth worst in the league in terms of goals from set pieces. Um Cheltenham, Morecambe and Doncaster conceded more and obviously we know where those uh, well Cheltenham what mid-table Morecambe just survived and Doncaster obviously got relegated so you know none of the none of the teams at the top of me I had a look the um, the best two teams in terms of conceding goals or not conceding goals from set pieces were Rotherham with eight um, and Sunderland with ten first and second respectively so when you look at our 19 that's uh, a massive difference. And it's really frustrating for me because I think, I know we can talk about D- Darren Moore being a defender and stuff, but even taking that away, a set piece should really be, I mean, I'm, I'm not a footballer. I don't play, I don't, you know, last time I played a competitive game was many, many, many years ago. But when you're training week in, week out, surely you can, you know, the odds are stacked against you, aren't they, in terms of scoring a goal from a set piece, but not when you play against Sheffield Wednesday, seemingly. Yeah, it's weird. It's strange, isn't it? Um, I didn't actually look at goals scored from set pieces, but... Well, something it's kind of irrelevant, suppose, isn't it, really? Like, well, yeah. no, but I suppose it just kind of gives you a... But obviously, looking at the percentages, we struggled, and I don't know why. Um, it just... It, it's, it's mad, isn't it? I mean, you you, think, I mean, you could argue that... Because I mean, we haven't conceded a massive amount of goals. So you could you, you could argue that in open play we're obviously are we are we better at you know the only the only time that they can score goals is from a yeah. set piece. But for me I just think, you know, it's a dead ball. The ball's not moving. Do you know what I mean like just get your head on it. Yeah, like it just seems it just seems really simple. I mean I I, I kinda looked into the Accrington goal because I just wanted to not for I just wanted to see what happened, really, as to why you know why we conceded. If you, you don't even remember, that was the game. I don't think you went to that game, did you? The Accrington one. No, I think I was. You, I, I think remember. you were quarantining. Was for, I quarantining, or it might have been one of the ones where I actually missed it because I I got away. Positive, didn't I? As well, well yeah, there was that as well. Point. But it was the it was a game. It was that was one where Marvin Johnson scored. It well, it went down as an own goal because he was on the near post. And you watched it, and it was actually Jordan's story, believe it or not, that that kind of was at fault and you watch it and it's just like a, a total lapse of concentration. He's, he's marking him and next minute, a bit of quick movement and he, he gets a, you know, half a yard on him, gets there first for the header and gets an header on target. And the next thing it's in the back of the net and you think, you just got to get tighter to your man, surely. But, and, and, but there's been times this season where teams have not scored and you think, fucking hell, like he's had a free header there. Like yeah, he, should, yeah. he should be doing a lot better. And, I just don't know what it is, and I'm sure Darren Moore must be absolutely like seething inside to see that happening week on week. Because you know we see these stats. I'm sure they have more in-depth stats in in terms of things like this. But you know, when you look at it on the outset, 19 goals conceded, nearly 40 percent of a of our goals conceded from a set piece. Obviously, that does include, um, I think I think it includes throw-ins. Obviously, from a direct throw-in. 
Um, It'll be free kicks crossed in. And free and free kicks as well, and free kicks scored, because we have conceded a few direct free kicks, haven't yeah, we, when we, we have look actually, at it? Yeah, have yeah. we scored a direct free kick? I think it's one, isn't it? That's a good question. I was just thinking now, like, I don't think we've scored, but when you look, there were Plymouth that scored one, Oxford that scored one, Wickham that scored one. Okay. MK Twine. that scored one, yeah, Twine at uh, at, at their place. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've really scored. So we always go for the cross, don't we, when, when we get a, get a free kick. So so if, if you think about it, the 19 there, when you, th- when you think set pieces, all right, it's all corners, four of those that we've just reeled off there are from a, yeah, a direct so then, free so kick. So when you take that, it's, yeah, but, but it's I'm quite sure, a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, but, it's, nearly a, it's nearly a quarter, isn't it? Yeah, so then you're probably pointing your finger at Peacock Farrell. Don't want to say that because Giles is not on, so uh, <laughs> we know what he thinks of. Uh, but yeah, it's one of them. I don't know, and I can't. It, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. But I don't think you know. Obviously, like I said before, it's that thing of everyone going, "Oh, he was a good defender. He should be doing this. He should be doing that." He's probably telling them what to do, and if they don't do it, they don't do it. But yeah, it's, it's obviously his fault. It's one of those. <laughs> um, now I've got I've got injuries on the list, but I'll leave that. Uh, I'll leave that one for a second because um, it's another another one for. Points drop, but obviously this time points drop from winning positions. I had a look at this one. Do you know what? It's, it's funny, isn't it? We finished fourth and we've just reeled off here. Too many late goals conceded. Too many goals conceded from set pieces. Now we're talking about points it, drop from winning fair, positions. I don't know. The late goals one, it happens. The set pieces one, obviously, 39%. That's a big... Yeah. You know, it, it's... But I think the late goals one, it's, it's because it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's literally... Right at the end of the game, it comes down to like that game management, seeing the game out, yeah, but doing the dirty stuff and stuff like that. I don't know if it does because there's lots of late goals in lots of games. It happens, and I don't, game management. I don't know. A lot of them were individual errors. It's just frustrating. Really, it's, think, oh, it's hundred percent frustrating. Yeah, you know I mean, when there's, you, there's no doubt in that. Especially when you look at some of the games, and hand on heart, there's probably only a handful of games where we've been properly beaten when you for me I, th- I think I look at Lincoln obviously Sunderland when we got thrashed um obviously Lincoln you know, Lincoln away I think we got beat at um Wick- uh, Wickham at the end of the season there's not many other games that we've actually you know even when you look at the the Rotherham defeat at home I don't think we got beat no. in terms of their performance you know if, if we'd have won that game I wouldn't have you know it wouldn't have been a shock I think Oxford as well especially at their place I think they they did well like well against us, so there's not many like I said that we've we've performed poorly in. So when you when you add that into the mix, and then you add in the the late goals conceded, especially when we've been on top, I think that's just a you know you could say that you know we've mentioned there eight goals that have changed the course of the game. Maybe the game should have been put at, put to bed a lot sooner than what it you know what, well obviously it wasn't because we've then dropped points. So you, you look yeah, at that. Yeah, I think, think and I think like we said previously, I think another thing is being more clinical oh, I know yeah. like we said there's some games where we have pumped six and whatever else but there's some games where we might have won by one goal or even just like we say drawn when we've had so many chances well, and, I know we won the game but you look and at- if we put if we put well even like some of these games I bet we've we've had chances that we're, we've missed or not done as well as what we should have and then it wouldn't matter if we conceded in the yeah well you look at the I know we won the game but look at the Morecambe game we won one nil, didn't we? In the end, but we should have. If we should have, 
Was it Morecambe? Where we had about four chances. Crew. No, it, was, it was Crew, sorry. Crew, yeah. I get them all mixed up. They played in red. That's all I hear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Crew game where we had, we should have been three and up after the first five minutes in that game. I know we won in the end, but we made it difficult for ourselves. But So that's probably not a, gr- a great ex- example. But there has been, yeah, the amount of times I've been talking to Steve and I've said like, we're hammering him, but we're, you know, we're only one nil up. I mean, Shrewsbury is a prime example. That game should have been out of sight. That we had the penalty as well, and then next minute, I think we, I think we drew that one one, didn't we? In the end, was that yeah. was it? Did we have a, was it Oxford at home where we missed? A, was that where Baden missed a penalty? No, it was Shrewsbury. Was that Shrewsbury? Oh, Shrewsbury. Oxford Shrewsbury. was when Shadipo scored the goal that got choked off, and he oh, wasn't. It shouldn't have been. And he wasn't off, offside, yeah. so that was that was that one, and then it, and then. Uh, that was one also where Peacock Farrell chucked it in his own net. Well, he didn't chuck it in his own net, but he... Chucked it in his fu- own net. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> he, like, fumbled it, didn't he, at the, fr- at the front post, and their guy just... I don't know if it was Matty Taylor or whatever, just poked it home. And then, yeah, they scored the last-minute winner. So that that was... Uh, that were Oxford, which were an absolute nightmare, um, to be honest. But, but yeah, let's... For me, like, you know, points dropped from winning positions. I'll... Um, Eight draws, one defeat. So that's nineteen points that we've dropped when we have been leading. Tenth um, in terms of, or tenth best in terms of points dropped from winning positions. In terms of first being the least least amount of points right, dropped. Okay. So right. we're about mid mid yeah, table on that one. But when you look at when we finished, we finished fourth, and we have dropped that many many points. I mean, it just shows. Again, if buts and maybes and what have you, but it just shows that fine margins, doesn't it, for in football? Like you don't realise that all these little things over the course of the season can make a massive difference. You don't think it, do you, at the, at, at the time? But you know, you look at the the Bolton one. If that ball doesn't don't bounce off Lee Gregory's foot at that particular angle and they don't score that game who's to know or he what, just lets it run or yeah exactly <laughs> who's to know what's going to happen at the end of the season do you know what I mean and it's just all these little things and you know, like I said, we're not making excuses and what have you we are just literally just purely just picking things out from the season that I'm, I've tried not to pick out like individual like moments if you know what I mean I've tried I've tried to pick out things that have that have happened over the course of the season quite consistently, do you know what I mean? Or, or something that's that's happened more than once, you know, because it's quite easy to pick out. I, mean, I suppose individual mistakes have happened over the course of the season, but it'd be easy to pick out the, the Bailey Peacock-Farrell debacle at, at Ipswich uh, or the, you know, the few times where he's chucked in his own, own net or, you know, made a... Yeah, and I think, again, that that's another thing that improved a lot after Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean... Did it? I think you're right. And on the face of it, I'd said that. I'm just thinking out loud now. Was it that Bailey Peacock got Farrell got better, or was he just not facing as many shots? Yeah, because I think did he have less to do. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's probably the latter. To be fair, I think the defense. We already spoke about how the defense has got better, and I think it was just the fact that he didn't. Yeah, didn't have as many saves to make. Although I think shot stopping is probably one of his better attributes. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it was probably more the more the latter. Um, Injuries then. I feel like we spoke about injuries every single week <laughs> yeah. this season. And I'm absolutely sick of... I, I just want that kind of... I don't, well, whatever the reason is, I hope they find it out. Or it can't just be bad luck, surely, because for it happening as many times as it has. 
But I had a look at some of the injury, you know, players, just off the top of my head, players that have been injured this season. Dean, Iofa, Dunkley, Gibson, Hunt, Hutch, Luongo, Byers, Adeniran, Delibashiru, Windas, Mendes, Lang, John Jules and Gregory. I mean, I know teams get injuries, but the vast majority of them have been out for for like more than... I mean, what you, you, you pointed out like kind of the long-term injuries. What, what, what did you class as long-term? Like more than five games or what, what was... I don't really know. It was more just from what I... Judgment. Yeah, yeah. Well... I mean, but if you think like for, for most of these players have been out... All right, Hunt, you could probably take take off that list. But when you look at Harley Dean, he was out for five or six games or more than that. Iofa's been out for most of the season. Dunkler, he's also been been out for for quite some time, especially after when he obviously came back for the Sunderland game and then went off injured again. Gibson, he's hardly played this season, not because he went picked him, just because he's been injured. Um, Hutch, he also had injuries throughout the course of the season because we obviously we were talking about that. Massimo Luongo, you know, he's missed half the half, the season, half yeah. the season due to injury, obviously a couple due to suspension. Byers, at the same time as Luongo, he was injured as well. Dennis Sedeneran didn't play the second half of the season at all, no. not come back. So, um, Windass, nine nine appearances this season. Again, not for not for not being picked, just because he wasn't wasn't available. Um, Mendes Lang, I think he was uh, injured. He missed probably, a few, yeah. He not, missed a few. Probably, I won't say he was. I won't say he was long term. John Jules, nine minutes to send him more, and and <laughs> and Lee Gregory. Um, he's probably not a long term one either. But I think he did miss some key games. I remember like the Gillingham game. He got in, he got injured at Oxford, didn't he? Probably broke his toe or something yeah, like yeah. that, or whatever he whatever he did. But but yeah, injuries have been massive, haven't they? Oh yeah, and like like we said, like. Gregory, how many goals officially in the season? I suppose if you don't count the playoffs, is it 15? 15 or 16, I think it was, yeah. And then next is Banners, and then Berahino on eight or nine, whatever he got. Only one in double figures. Yeah, yeah. And he missed, well, at whatever point this was, obviously there's some games after I did these notes, but when I when I was going off about it, I think it was on the debate show. Yeah. Um, he played 34 games, Gregory. So, you could easily say he's missed 10 or 12 games. But when your main striker yeah. misses that many games. Scott Twine played every game this season, I think. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, that he's played that many games and he's scored that many goals. Like, I think, I, I dare say, who is it that's topped the, uh, is it Keane? Yes, I want to. Oh, no. Will, not Will Keane. or you know, Stuart was second in terms of goal scored, but if you look, if you look at both yeah, of those, yeah, I think it's Keane then. Yeah, if you look at both of those, I don't know for a fact, but I bet you bottom dollar that they've played nearly every single game this season for them to get them sorts of numbers. Do you know what I mean? Like that, there's no, there's no denying that. You know, the more games you, the more games you play, the more goals you're gonna score. It's just a, it's just a fact. Uh, unless you're Florian Cambari, of course, which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, another for another day. But, but yeah, I, I just. I just think to myself, like, you know, what if? Um, and I just hope that next season we don't have the same problem and and that Darren Moore can pick his best side. Because I know you said that you're not, not going to know your best side, but he didn't probably even play the best side that he thought he had, let alone what was the best side. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He, he probably had a team in mind 
after he'd signed all his players, thinking, right, this is what I want to start with. And they were almost like one by one, they were just getting picked off, like, and he, and he couldn't he couldn't play him. You know, he signed a left left footer that he's probably thinking left centre half, absolutely nailed on. And Gibson don't even you know, don't even kick a ball until About five games. <laughs> yeah, he played five games, didn't he? Well, he kicked a ball against Mansfield um, in the Pizza Cup. Then he then he played first forty five minutes against um, against Bolton, and then next minute he's get you know he gets dragged it off. Came, came on it. Donner and assisted one goal, didn't he? Yeah, then you're off off then, again for however however long. So you look at you know, you look at that, that that's just one example where you've made a signing and then you can't you can't use him. So it's almost like it must be so demoralizing as a manager because you know, these players don't just arrive, you know, they they've got a I'm 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 guessing it's different at all clubs and I obviously don't know for certain, but I'm guessing a, a scout or someone's picked him out as a potential player or or he's been offered to us from from Everton and you had a look at him thinking ah oh, he's alright then you go for all the alright I know it's a loan but you've still got to go through the contract negotiations yeah, all the yeah. time that's been spent you know trying to get that get that player to sign they sit down and have a talk and all this that and the other and then he comes and you see him in training and then bang don't play it, it, it's got to be something they've probably never talked about, but it's got to be demoralising as a manager thinking, you know, I, I don't know what Darren Moore's like and whether he takes his work home with him in terms of in his personal life, but you must be thinking, like, I've got all these players here, can't fucking play them. Like, <laughs> can't play half for him. Yeah, like, you think I've got a great side on paper, but he doesn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. He can't, he can't put them out. So I think, for me, I know there's been, you know, probably divide some of the fan base, but for me, I think it's got to be a, a massive well done, Darren Moore. Yeah, for, this, for mate, this season. You know, I've been I've been banging that drum all season. So, um, yeah, I just think get behind him, see what business we can do. Because, like we say, we might be able to spend a, you know, we might be able to spend fifty p on a player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just think we need to. I got asked this question um, when I was at that awards thing late on last last week, and. I just think we need to just make sure we keep the main, the the vast majority of the like the nucleus of the side, and I think with just some tweaks. I mean, the easy the easy wins are you getting you know getting rid of your likes of obviously Canberra's on on loan like Silaso. I don't know what his contract's like, but getting rid of those types of players, whether you have to mutually terminate the contract or or whatever you need to do, because they're just not good enough really. No, it, no, because if you can, yeah. if you can. It's all good and well improving your squad in terms of your, your first team. But I think we've also got to look at some of these players that we might be signing. They might not be going straight into the first team. like. But if you can improve your squad as a whole, you know, because when you look at it, if if the team that, that started the, the game against Sunderland or the last game of the season against Portsmouth, if we had that team next season all the way through, I think that's the team that would would probably get us promoted. Yeah, yeah, whether that's champions if, or second. And if we, like I said, I think obviously Windass started, but like Berahino, see, I keep forgetting about Windass. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but- so yeah, I just think, like you say, with a few, but but like we said, the Canberries and whatever else, they were just what the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not even the best out of a bad bunch, but what we could get, what we could get, (laughs) yeah, and hopefully now we can get better options. That's what I mean. Number one, because we've ended the season well. Well, we didn't end the season, but we, you know, we put ourselves in a position to be 
a noticeable team. I think we have got some form of identity. Yep. That we do try and attack, you know. We don't like we part of the bus, do we? We don't play negative football. We so, play quite positive, you know. You know, all that, plus the fact that we might be able to spend a couple of quid. Then again, I don't know if we will. It's, it's all, not, it's all easy, me, isn't I, it? But. I mean, I'm not bothered about how much money we spend or whatever. There is a few players... You know, your likes of Alfie May, um, that's been, they've been thrown out. You know, Cole Stockton might be another name that you can throw around there. There's a few players um, in the league below as well that, yeah, you, that. that like, you picked out. Hey, someone tweeted that as well, didn't they? Someone suggested him on one of our tweets, I believe. Yeah, Dom Telford. Yes. That was my one of my shouts, and I saw someone else shout it. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw so, that. So, yeah, I mean... You know, it's got to be clever signings. I Like I said, I, I can't see us... We're not going to be able to spend a lot of money. And I don't want us to spend a lot of money because... Yeah. And I don't think we are. No, no, no. They've got to be shrewd, clever signings. And on the whole, you know, or a few... Well, I say on the whole, but, you know, a few of the ones that we have managed to get have paid off without being any sort of, you know, any power of negotiation other than, you know... We got we managed to wangle Gregory and Byers to yeah. terminate the contract or be released from the contract. So if we have got a bit of sort of but like I say, I think they've got to be shrewd, you know, we're gonna be able to pay them better wages. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. So if we don't have to spend daft money, the only other side of that coin is they think that they can rip us off because uh, we're Sheffield Wednesday. So Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's just yeah. I just hope that you're right. We, that we sign players in in positions that we that we need, and we are a bit clever when it comes to signing the players that we that we want. But like I said, I think really, I don't think we need. I don't want to see another overhaul of the squad. I don't want to see you know ten players out, ten players in, kind of thing. I, I, I just think, oh, yeah, it's like these people saying press reset. We did that last year. I don't. I don't want another reset. That's what we did last year. We don't need it. We don't no, need. We, no, know, we, we don't. We don't need a reset. All we need is a few tweaks here, here and there. You know, some players. I mean, I think you can look across the board, and you might say, we need a goalkeeper. We need some centre backs. Perhaps need a, a, maybe maybe central midfield is is the the, the only position that I think is. He's okay. Yeah, if everyone's fit, we're... if everyone's fit and we keep the players that we've got, you could say in the in the wing areas we might need some more, you know, a bit of strengthening, and certainly up top. I know that sounds like I've just rebuilt the whole squad, but it, it isn't. I think we the the team that we put out, you know, at the back end of the season is a very good side. Yeah, 100%. And, and we just need, I think we just need a bit more competition for places. Like say, yeah, yeah, a bit more competition for places and but good, but good competition yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, quality in where we've not had quality in the replacements because it pushes if you've got if you've got quality like this look at like we say centre mid's a fine example when the old Kate well more of them became fit yeah Bayer's consistently played well yeah. when Bashiru came in even if he wasn't going to be in the team he played well every time he came in because they've got competition there yeah exactly and you if you know it pushes the other players in that position yeah if we keep Luongo and what have you you've got the midfield three Bayers, Bannon, Luongo you've got Adeniran and then Deli Bashiru five players there battling for those those three places which is only going to be good and 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 obviously the the, the fact that you know Bashir Deli Bashiru and and Adeniran are young as well, you know, just in their early 20s. So they've, they've yeah, got plenty think, of years ahead of them I as think well. that's something I'd like to see in terms of a striker. Um, early to mid-20s, you know, with yeah. a decent amount of years left, who can learn off Gregory. Yeah. Something potential, you know, to... 
you know, maybe sell on if we ever get a fee for him. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah, I know what you mean. But just with that in mind, like... Yeah, we need, I don't want to be signing any... I know we're on oh, Harley Dean and what have you, but I don't want to be signing any any players north of 30. I think we've, I think we've, we've, got, we've, so got, we've got them. them yeah. We've got them, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? But uh, obviously that's probably for another, sh- another show. Uh, talk about another show. Obviously there's been no debate show um, for, coming, uh, for the coming weeks, but we are going to be rebranding the debate show into the uh, the transfer rumor mill. So uh, every uh, every week at eight o'clock, don't know how long the episode's going to be. Obviously, the first one we're going to be doing is next week. But we, yeah, we're going to be talking about all the the weird and wonderful rumors that are that are flying around. Not only for obviously in terms of uh, incomings, but also outgoings from the club. Uh, hopefully, by that time. The retained list might have might have come out, so obviously we can discuss that. But uh, yeah, it'll be on Wednesday at eight o'clock. So do um, do join us on Twitter. Obviously, going to be like I said, talking about all those different rumors, seeing what we think to to the rumors. So obviously, we don't make the rumors; we'll just be talking about them. So uh, yeah, and if you've got your own rumors yourself, then you by all means you can come, or if you can also just talk about the the players that have been rumored to be linked with us or linked with other clubs leaving us as well so uh yeah join join us on uh, wednesday at eight o'clock for that one it'll be a, a live on twitter so make sure you follow us it's at wtid pod so yeah i'm just going to uh, wrap it up there that was our um, season review for uh, for the 21 22 season fingers crossed we can uh, we can obviously go one step further and get to get promotion next season so uh, thank you very much and we'll see you all on wednesday at eight o'clock Cheers, man. Cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.